Welcome to a new episode of Hail the Queen, a podcast about authenticity, happiness, and pursuing your dreams. My name is Rainas Pasuvanaust. I am the host of this podcast, and I am also a habit coach. I love working with people who identify as women and help them turn their goals into consistent, authentic action. Hail the Queen is for women with dreams and aspirations who also want a balanced life in all possible meanings of this word. So if you're one of those women, then stick around. My guest today is Mariana Auden-Nyhaus. Mariana is a child and youth psychologist. She is also a mentor for visionary professionals and creative entrepreneurs. She's a writer. She's a mother of two children. She loves being outside and I hope you're sitting. She also swims in the North Sea. Yes, it's as cold as it sounds. She swims there weekly all year round. Mariana is also a very inspiring human being, which is the main reason, of course, why I asked her to join uh, to join me on Hail the Queen and have this amazing conversation that we ended up having. We talked about a couple of things which flowed from one and another from one to another. My conversation with Mariana started with the subject of sovereignty and relations, the relationship we have with ourselves, with our children, with our business. One of the things which Mariana mentioned is that sovereignty is a soul quality. And later on, she expanded on this by saying that your business has its own soul and that we can be in a relationship with business. We also talked about nature. We talked about self-care, radical self-care. Yes, it's as radical as it sounds. And which is one of the reasons why I picked for this episode's behind-the-scene article, something which Mariana was very uh, insistent on, that we do have time to take care of ourselves. We do have five minutes to take care of ourselves. We have two hours to go outside. That, for me, was one of the big takeaways. There is enough time. That's something which I notice in my own life. I notice in my conversations with my clients. So I'm putting my habit coach head on in this article and I'm sharing more on this idea, on this big takeaway from this conversation with Mariana. There is enough time. You can find this article on the blog. You can also find it on my LinkedIn account or you can also sign up for the Hail the Queen newsletter and then you would receive it straight away in your no, you will receive it straight into your inbox together with a notification that there is a new podcast episode. Either way, I hope you check it out. And having said that, it's time for the best part of this episode, which is enjoy my conversation with Mariana. Welcome to my new guest on the Hail the Queen podcast, Mariana, Mariana Auden-Nyhaus. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you. I'm excited. This morning, as I was walking my dog right before before our conversation, I was thinking about how how there are really no coincidences. And what I mean by that is that uh, I am now following a Dutch course for for my Dutch language. And just a couple of weeks ago, prior to my conversation with you, the subject was learning more about our culture and expressing that in the, in in Dutch. I came across that a lot of the symbols in my country, of my country, and probably every country, are about sovereignty. Oh, wow. And then a couple of weeks after that, I got to talk to you. And it was very interesting because I, well, there are two types of guests on my podcast. The first type is the people that when I think of them, I right away know what I want to talk to them. And there is the second type, the second category, which is people that I know I want to talk to. And I have no idea what exactly the conversation will be about. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I reached out to you, you were in that second category. I knew I wanted to talk to you. I know you have something very important to share. And when I reached out to you and I asked you what you want to talk about, and you said so with that certainty, sovereignty, which was, it's a very long introduction to, to the subject today. But I just couldn't help but wonder how things how everything falls into the right place uh, when we allow it. I love that, yeah. So then my question for you, of course, is, I have a lot of questions for you, as always, but sovereignty, and by the way, I'm not really sure that's the exact pronunciation of the word, so for any native speakers, please excuse me butchering the word throughout this conversation. It's the intention that counts, I hope. Um, But... Again, remembering my Dutch lesson, and that's a word which I have used many times, but it's also a word which I had to look up in the dictionary, what does it mean? So if my daughter asked me, what does sovereignty mean? I still don't really have a clear idea of what it means. And since that's a very important subject for you, can you shine some light on the subject of sovereignty? What I know for sure, it's a soul quality. So it's within you, it's within me. And what it means for me, um, that your body belongs to you, that your thoughts and your feelings and your dreams, that they all belong to you. And also your gifts and your challenges. And every part of you is your kingdom. Or, and you are the queen of it. That's what it means for me. So quality. That's um, a very beautiful way to put it. And why is it important for you? Oh, for so many reasons. Um, <laughs> yes. We have enough time. Oh, we have enough time. I think first thing is motherhood. Yes. When we talk to our kids... Um, to our children, for me, it's important that uh, I can be myself and that um, they are sovereign beings and they come through me, but they are their own 
beings. They are. They have their own body. They have their own thoughts, feelings. They are also sovereign. So that's for me the first step that I was curious what it meant and what it meant for me in the relationship with my children. And of course, in motherhood, you have to to develop a lot of qualities and a lot of soul qualities to be the mother you want to be, be the parent you want to be, um, give the support they need so they can grow up as as their most uh, sovereign self. And we have to give them love. We have to give them safety, protection, freedom, and also to honor their sovereignty so they, they can be their self. That's for me very important. I think that's where it came from, my curiosity. When I was looking at your website, I saw that another very complicated word, which I had difficulty finding what the exact English translation for it is. And I think it's orthopedagogy. Again, native speakers, please excuse me. It's a tongue twister, this one. So I know that you have uh, extensive experience in working with children. I know you also are a mentor to women, professionals and creative entrepreneurs, I believe uh, you wrote. So I can see how the curiosity gets you from one, from working with children to working with women. And I think I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So can you first help me explain that complicated word, orthopedagogy, if that's the correct yes. English word? Um, in Dutch, it's called orthopedagogiek. And I studied um, at a university in Amsterdam. And I always translated as child and youth psychology. It's not really the same because as an orthopedagogue, I see everything around uh, parenthood and uh, development. And I worked in uh, the field of schools and therapy for a long time and I had a beautiful career and I also worked a lot of uh, with a lot of children and teachers and schools around safety around autism around yeah social behavior but what challenged me at a certain point was that we always look at the diagnose. So what's wrong with you? And I was so fed up with it. I wanted to see the child as a whole. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you as a parent. Uh, maybe your child has special needs or your class has special needs or your school, but there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be fixed. So that's what, when I stopped seeing everything around diagnosis. It's, it's important though. I don't, I don't want to mess that up. I think it's very important from early in childhood when you have concerns around your child, please go to a specialist who do the diagnosis. But 
I didn't want to do it anymore because I was sitting in rooms, in classrooms, and I was only looking for the signs, what's wrong here. But I wanted to be a rebel around wholeness. Uh, I want to see the child as a whole uh, human. And I discovered that everything is around relationships. And if you can be sovereign to be in relationship with yourself and with a child, you can grow this relationship and know what you need as a parent and know what the child needs. But then later in my business, I discovered that everything uh, in creating a business and creating your project, creating your art, your writing is around relationship and your business has it has its own soul so you can be in relationship with your business and you can be in relationship with your art with your writing and this was like oh now i get it it's it's the same it's the same as with your child it's the same as with your yeah what you're creating or what we creating here this conversation we are in relationship with each other Uh, we create this container where we can be in time safe space so then i made this click okay i can still help mothers and parents to grow the relationship with the child but i also can mentor and guide business owners and creative entrepreneurs because you have to develop a good relationship with yourself and a good relationship with your business and with your clients. So that's in short what happened for me. As I'm listening to you, what what uh, came to me was a question of Going a little bit back to earlier what you said about allowing your child to be a sovereign person, because yeah. they are they are that uh, already. And I think that also translates into business or any relationship with anyone and anything we can ever be in. Allowing someone to be sovereign, that requires letting go of control. Of course, yes. <laughs> yes, and it invites you to empathy because I'm a uh, huge lover of empathy and that empathy doesn't mean you have to be in the other space or in your child or understand your child all the way but the first step in empathy is that you let go of what you think that's normal or good or appropriate or what's whatever all your thoughts belongs belong to you so it doesn't matter what you think about the behavior of your child because behavior of your child is always a sign that uh, something is going on that's very very interesting i think it is it is as you're saying all these things and i Feel my body like, oh, can I do that? Yeah. Can I do that? Uh, but then looking at you, if you can do this, then it means I can do it. Anyone can do it. Yes, for sure. 
And I feel that it's important to mention right now that it was that gentleness, that that gentleness in you uh, is what drew me to to reach out to you and to have you here because we first got in touch through a project I wanted to do in uh, Bulgaria, my home country. And it was around children. And I was so, I want to say impressed, but it's not impressed. I, Your gentleness touched me, touched me deeply. So I feel like, that deep appreciation and gratitude for our paths crossing. So I yeah. want to say that once again, thank you. Thank for, you. <laughs> for everything you do and for everything you share. I know you are a big, not fan, you love nature. You love sea in particular. And again, no coincidences, but in my meditation this morning, the subject was indeed around connecting with nature so we can connect to I guess the word in the context of our conversation would be our soul. So can you tell me a little bit more about nature and why it's important to you? Oh, that's a huge one again. First of all, I think we are nature and we are part of the ecology where we live in. And I moved from Amsterdam to Alkmaar. That's where I live now, and it's near the sea. And five years ago, I started swimming in the sea uh, all year long. So once a week, I went to the sea and started swimming. And it started because I wanted to be um, more healthy. Because when my children were young, I discovered that my asthma, I had this from my childhood and it was away and then it came back and it went yeah I had more breathing difficulties so I thought what can I do to stop the process or get healthier and have more breathing room and then I discovered um, Wim Hof Wim Hof the Iceman <laughs> so I started uh, um, to do a workshop with him and I really enjoyed the cold and the ice bath. So I thought, how can I uh, continue this? So I started uh, swimming in the sea in every season. And I love to uh, work also in, in the rhythm of the seasons. Like in the winter, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, you have to come closer inside. So this was beautiful aligned with what I wanted for my body and for my health. And I discovered that um, swimming in the sea got me closer to my body and also closer in relationship with my soul. Because you can't, uh, you have to be in your body. You have to be in your body if you walk uh, in the cold water in the North Sea. There's no cha change. Uh, yeah, you cannot escape from it. So it was a wonderful first year. And I discovered this uh, heat inside myself. And I also uh, got healthier. I could stop all my medicine. So I was so, so happy. And yeah, I also think it was a um, good way to cultivate courage 
and to um, help myself to really know I can do this. I know why I want to do this. I want to do this for my body, for my soul, for my children. And I really enjoyed it. So that's uh, why it started and I still do it. And uh, last year we had a wonderful cold uh, winter. So I went in the ice. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's around joy. It's about health. Uh, around a lot of things come together in the water for me. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you do a lot of your work also outside yeah. at the beach. Yeah. Also in cold weather, like well, at least what I would consider cold weather. Yeah. Are your clients happy with, uh, with going in the cold weather, weather outside to the beach? Oh, I'm not sure. I just think we have to be outside because we are inside a lot of times. And I think our desire is to be uh, in, in nature. Because we are nature and it's better for your health, for your body, for the connection with your soul. So yes, it's cold maybe, but uh, it's an exercise. It's a way of being more with yourself and connected to the place where you live, connected to the community where you live. And it's a good way to really... Yeah, focus on what you really want. And you say something very interesting that being in nature is a way to connect, which I can I can see if you're not outside, you cannot connect to nature and you cannot connect to to a part of you which is nature. Yeah. So how how does connection and sovereignty how are they, how are they related with each other? Yeah, what comes to me, I am for a couple of years now, uh, uh, I'm walking with this one question and it's called, it's in front of me on my desk. What do our children need to know to play their part in the evolution of the earth? That's the Mm. one question I'm (laughs) working with. And um, the next question that brings The first question up is what do their parents need to know to support them in doing them, to take care of the world, to take care of the earth, to take care of the trees. Um, Glasgow (laughs) is now going on. So it's so important. We are part of nature and we have to take care of uh, the environment, the ecology where we live in. And that's why it's so important for me that we as mothers, as parents, know we are part of nature. We are part of the ecology where we live and we have the power and the capacity to create the world we want to live in and where we want our children to live in. So we as parents need to know we are part of nature we have to be outside we have to take care of our houses our trees the gardens the sea the plastic everything so we have to do it and that our children are learning from what they see from us when i walk in the on the beach and i take two or three 
pieces of plastic, they they know why I do this. And they see it and they don't have to do it for me. Because I know they have to see that I take care of the planet. Mm. What you say is so interesting. Um, and I realized that, and I, I cannot speak for everyone. Um, I can only speak for myself that I think I've had things backwards. Because when we started this conversation, sovereignty meant, as, as I listen, and I think that's why my body reacted like Ugh. when you're talking about allowing my child to be a sovereign person or actually recognizing that she is a sovereign person. Um, I think my, I reacted this way my, that with the tension in my body because somehow I thought of sovereignty as, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like that separate part. But as I listen to you, sovereignty doesn't mean disconnected. Sovereign, sovereign, being sovereign goes hand in hand with connection. Yes. Yeah. And I think that sovereign, that, that's the word, sovereign meant disconnection somehow or isolation no, or no, separateness. No. no, no, it's, she is, your daughter is herself and you are you. So, and you have this connection. You share love. You are curious what's going on in her, in her mind, what does she think what happens in her day? So you are nourishing this relationship from a sovereign place, from your inner landscape. And you are there to... A relationship has all these uh, soul qualities, joy, love, curiosity, um, your willingness to protect her, to let her develop uh, the way she wants to do it. Um, and also children, they behave a certain way. And it doesn't mean they can do whatever they want. But when they do something and you say, hey, what's going on? You are curious what's going on. What's going on in her mind? How does she feel? What's bothering her? And when you create room and when you really listen, she has a way to express her feelings, express her thoughts, and you can help her to, to really feel her feelings. And then you have this connection. So it's, yes, it's about connection. When you work with children, I'm guessing that you also work with the parents as well. Yes, you know, I don't work with children anymore because I only work with the mothers, sometimes with the fathers, but only <laughs> with the mothers. Because I, my, my vision is that your child has to be home, play, uh, make art, whatever. So what's... What's going on with your daughter? I really love to talk about it with you and what, why it's so difficult for you and what you can do to help her. That's my way of working. <laughs> that, was, that was going to be my question because, um, you know, looking at my daughter, she came to this world perfect. Yeah. There was nothing and there has never been anything wrong. 
And anything that I might have seen, that comes from my perception. And that's my, just like you said, so why is it difficult for me to allow her to be a sovereign person? I don't work with the children, but I work with the parents and the mothers because that's what we have to learn and unlearn. I think that's a really big part of my work that we have this way of parenting that's from um, way back when we worked with fear. A lot of around parenthood is based on this uh, fear-based methods and whatever. If you don't do this, you this is the consequence. And I, I don't think that's how it works. I think we don't have to punch or whatever th- uh, our children. I think we have to, yeah, the good listeners to our children and the good listeners to our body and our soul and the connection. As I listen to you, I also realize that we, we come back to the one of the foundational things. You cannot give someone that you don't have yourself. So I cannot give her sovereignty if... I don't, if I haven't found it in myself, right? It's it's a soul quality. So it's maybe it's a, it's a little seed in you or maybe you cultivate it more. And what I know for me, it's um, ever uh, forever a learning process. So it, it's I know it's in me and I know I have to practice this every day in daily uh, little practices to be with my thoughts, to be with my inner selves, to be with my feelings. And that's a practice. And I think that's wonderful in parenthood. You can practice this with your child. How are you feeling? How was your friend? So this is a learning process. So you don't have to, okay, yes, it starts with believing you have it, but you still can practice this every day with your child and with yourself. So you don't have to wait. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, what I meant is that I do believe that we all have the same qualities. And if we, if I see it in you, it's in me as well. But if I haven't worked or I haven't uh, developed that quality in myself, how can I give it to my daughter? So going back to why you work with with parents, mothers in particular, and not, and not with the children, because there's nothing wrong with the children. There's nothing wrong with the parents. It's just that we were also children once, and most of us were not raised in a sovereign way. No. <laughs> no. When exactly did you discover sovereignty and how important it is? Was that the moment when you that you described about... Um, working with children as a, what was the word, child and youth psychology. And you thought like, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, There's nothing to be fixed. Was that the moment or was that when it got you on the journey and you later discovered the importance of sovereignty? Yeah, it started when I started my own business because then... Yeah, a new path opened for me and I started walking, did all this um, learning. And then I started working with Hiro Boga. And then I discovered how important it really was for me. 
And also because when I was working in uh, before my own business in in the schools and with uh, in therapy, that's I was always working with my head, and I was so tired. So I couldn't continue this kind of working anymore. The system was for me. It was I'm very sensitive, so it was. I was so exhausted, so I had to stop working in this system. So then I start, said, I, uh, the first step for me is uh, what I can do in this system, I can do for myself. So I start my own business and I wanted to be um, close with my children. I wanted to be at home and uh, start my own business uh, and working from home. So that was the first challenge how to do this how how to build this business how to work online with parents how to uh, work the way i want to do it what's what's really my uh, vision for this world so and then i discovered sovereignty and i thought okay that's it (laughs) which also makes sense because as i there is this book that I'm reading about, it's called Invisible Women. And listening to what you say, I also, perhaps that's a very big and very different subject, that the system is not really designed for for women to be mothers, to be sovereign, I, I would say, and to be able to express themselves, to have the freedom to express themselves. So I'm guessing that's also one of the reasons why more and more women choose to start their own business instead of work, work for a company. Yes, I discovered that I really want to work from my overflow. So um, that I choose where I want to give my energy to. So not uh, do everything, but to... Uh, Uh, certain things I want to create I want to be alone because when I am alone I I nourish myself and I uh, have more energy to give so I want to work with the overflow I don't want to give everything uh, to everyone to um, and that's that was a difficult part uh, for me and yes we are we have learned as mothers and women that we have to care for our children for everyone except for ourselves so i started with okay take care of myself first and then i can give from the overflow to my th- children to my uh, family and then to my clients and I don't want to uh, work with a lot of clients. I want to work with a certain group, small groups, because then I'm on my best and I can really listen and guide and give you the exercises to connect to yourself and to your business and make your art that's important because we don't have to do it all ourselves. And I think support is really important to do all this work, our work. And our work is not only the productivity, but uh, also be outside, be at the seaside. That's also my work. 
because when I'm there, all the ideas are coming to me and, um, and I give that in my work, in my writing, in my work with my clients. And that's not how I met it in my previous jobs. And now I created this in my business because I need it. I love the, the overflow. Again, looking at my own life for, except for the past couple of years, I feel like I have always been running on, on empty, giving, giving, giving more. Also when I became a mom and that made it extra difficult because when your cup is empty, how can you give to someone else? Even when you give, it's difficult to give. You give, but it's difficult. And I call it radical self-care. And it's uh, radical because we are not used to it. We are used to running, 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 and productivity and be, f be there for your child, for whatever. I did it too. I know the feeling, but it's so exhausting. And we have to change this as mothers for our daughters. It's not, it's unsustainable. We cannot do this anymore. I love that. I love that. I'm doubting, but I'll say it anyway. Um, because when you were, uh, when you talked about going to the nature, and again, one of the things that I noticed in my life is that when I, every time I've decided to take care of myself, to implement a new habit that, again, going to the overflow, to make sure that I give from my overflow, which means sleep enough, exercise enough so I feel more vital and energized, go out longer. There's always the first thought is like, time. How am I going to find the time? And again, I cannot speak for everyone, although I think that's a common thing, but I know how deep ingrained that has been in me of like, there isn't enough time. There isn't enough time. And take care of everyone else before I take care of myself. And then the person at the end of the day, that I know at the end of the day, not so, <laughs> not so lovely person to be around. So thank you so much for, um, for everything you have shared today about sovereignty. We have been all over the place, but we've, I believe we've planted a lot of seeds. Yes. A lot of seeds. We touched on a lot of subjects. Yes. And I want to say to you, there is time. And it's, a, it's about your willingness to be sovereign in those five minutes five minutes or 15 minutes and to really listen to your body what needs your body what are you feeling what are your thoughts and make that a daily practice because are you willing to take care of yourself in those five minutes because you have five minutes of course you have and you have two hours but you have to put it on your agenda on your to-do list on the day two hours outside go because you have time and it's part of taking care of the others and it's so important and i really hope you take care for yourself and carve out the time because we have time we do we do it's um it's so interesting how um one of the things that i'm learning is that time is actually a man-made construct made by humans in nature there is enough time like there is no lack of time it's a big subject i know but it's 
it's one of the things that I'm learning. There is enough time. There is enough love. And to use your words, I'd rather give from my overflow and take care of myself rather than run on fumes and and give with give grudgingly. I think uh, is the word. It makes difference. It makes difference in my own life, in the life of people around me. And at the end of the day, it's really about who we are instead of how much we have done, right? Exactly. Yes, and that's exactly what sovereignty is. Who are you at the end of the day? Perfect. One last question. Well, actually, two more questions. This one, not really related to the conversation, perhaps, but are you reading a book now? And which book are you reading? Ah, <laughs> I read 10 books uh, at a time. <laughs> Um, this is the book I want to show you, and it's it's from my mentor Hiro Boga. It's called "The World of Your Business Playbook" yes. by Hiro Boga. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I read this every day <laughs> as a little practice, and there are a lot of questions uh, in it for your business, but also for your life, and it's so helpful. Uh, when you want to create a world in your business where your clients feel at home. Um, what book am I reading? Yeah, one also, one book is Writing Begins with Your Breath. Hmm. And it's from Herring. Okay, and then this, this is really the last question, but where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find my work on. My name and it's MarianneOudeneyhuis.nl of .nl. Yes, and you can always connect via Instagram or write me. I know I said this was going to be the last question, but I changed my <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, I love your questions. I cannot help but ask. And I, I know you've said you you've shared a lot not necessarily in the form of a tip, but there are a lot of things that our listeners can take from our conversation that they can implement in their life, including a book. And it's a bookworm. I love that. But if there is one thing as a tip, as an advice about sovereignty, what what would you leave our listeners with? Oh, there's so much to say about this, but the one suggestion I would give is around relationship. Please take care of the relationship with all your inner selves. And if you are a parent, take care of your relationship with your child. Hello again, it's me, Raina, the host of Hail the Queen. Before you go, three quick things. First, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I worked on as much as I enjoyed creating it. Two, if you want to receive the behind-the-scenes article for each episode straight to your inbox, please sign up for the Hail the Queen newsletter. You can find the link to do that in the description of this episode, or you can visit our website, hailthequeen.me. And three, last but not least, please support Hail the Queen by either sharing this episode with a friend or 
subscribing to or following Heo the Queen on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. And until next time.